0: This is episode 156 of the Relate Podcast on Escaping the Digital Life with Hector Hughes. We are spending more and more time in the online world, looking through our screens and increasingly disconnected with those around us. But studies have proven that it's real-life meaningful relationships that bring us the most joy and happiness. It's all about human connection and conversing with people from a variety of backgrounds. Worlds change when eyes meet, so let's sit down and relate. I am your host, Patrick McAndrew, and as always, thank you so much for tuning into the Relate Podcast. I hope that you are enjoying this show and that you are getting a lot out of what you can do to improve your life and your relationships with those around you. Today we are talking with Hector Hughes, and Hector is the co-founder of Unplugged, which is a UK-based startup providing a digital detox at beautiful cabins in nature just an hour from city life. Hector has been doing some amazing work in creating cabins within nature to help people escape from digital life, to escape from the overstimulations that come with the online world. We are always bombarded by a wide variety of different things. We are always on our screens. And Hector has created this company, Unplugged, that really provides a haven away from these distractions so as to get in touch with ourselves and to get in touch with those around us to really develop deeper understandings of who we are as human beings. In this episode, we talk about the importance of simplifying our lives, of really limiting the things that are within our lives so as to fulfill a higher level of happiness. We talk about stripping back the noise, and Hector also talks about the design of his simple cabins. We also talk about a big aspect of his business, which is when people go to stay at these cabins, they must lock their phones away. So we talk about the importance and the philosophy behind that. We also talk about why Hector's business, Unplugged, is a great tangible solution for combating the issues when it comes to excessive technology use and talking about digital wellness today. If you like this episode, head to Apple Podcasts, let us know your thoughts, please leave a review, we would love to hear from you. So without further ado, let me please introduce today's guest of Relate, Hector Hughes. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Relate Podcast. Today we have a very special guest joining us. His name is Hector Hughes. Hector, thanks so much for being with us on the show today.
1: Patrick, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to have you here. We had the opportunity to get connected, I guess it was maybe about a month or two ago and i was very inspired by the work that you're doing with unplugged with the cabins that you're building as well i've been kind of keeping up with uh, your posts that you do with the, (laughs) the progression of these cabins and they're they're really neat too you know just like looking at pictures of them they're they're very appealing i could definitely see how how people are you know attracted to you know this this getaway staying in this cabin And going on your website too i saw like so many of the dates are booked up so (laughs) this is obviously a a business that is is resonating with people so i'm happy to to have you here today and i guess i'm i'm interested you know to start off if you could just share with our listeners a bit about yourself and and what was the inspiration for unplugged and why cabins specifically
1: yeah for sure for sure Mm -hmm. um well uh, i i guess Mm -hmm. it goes back so in kind of the last you know two or three years I've been thinking more and more about you know, digital minimalism and I, I've been living in London so about um, five four and a half years ago got a job at a tech startup in London actually with my now co-founder Ben. so he was the first hire I was employee number three or four and we did the whole you know, international expansion, opened offices in the, the US and Australia grew to 70 people. And I just started to get a bit burnt out with it all, you know. It was kind of that, and balancing a, a London social life, and all this time I was thinking about, you know, my, my screen time because, you know, it, w- it was a very obvious um, issue that, you know, it just just kind of constantly felt, you know, burnt out and a little bit dissatisfied with uh, with life. And um, actually, about about kind of six months before, you know, I unplugged, which I'll get onto a second. I read Cal Newport's book uh, Digital Minimalism, which is which is fantastic. And uh, after reading that, I, I tried to buy the domain name Unplug dot com. Not not because I had any idea for for what that business might be, but I was just like, it would be really cool to do a business in that space. So, so that was at the back of my mind. And then in September twenty nineteen, uh, at the recommendation of a friend, I went to a silent retreat in the Himalayas. So again, you know, I I really. Um, uh, really kind of pushed back at first, but he, he saw I was getting a bit burnt out with everything um, and had gone and done it himself. So so he said, why not give it a go? And, you know, I initially laughed that off because I thought, you know, really not the kind of thing I would I, I would normally do, but eventually um, thought I'd give it a go. And it was basically this, uh, it's called a 10 day intro to Buddhism call, uh, course at uh, this, a, a kind of Buddhist, Buddhist monastery you know, in the in the forest on top of a mountain in uh, in northern India, so wow. really spectacular. Um, and you know, the day is kind of half uh, Buddhist philosophy and half meditation. But the best thing about it is that when you get there, they take your phone off you, <laughs> and you spend ten days just disconnected from the world. And I honestly came out of that just completely euphoric and very cliche. But I came back and quit my job a, a week later. It was um was having a drink with with ben my now co-founder because he, he'd left the startup at that point but we'd stayed friends and you know he's not the kind of guy you'd find at a silent retreat anytime soon <laughs> but you know we're talking about how there's there's still a lot of stigma around like retreats and meditation and um you know really a lot of the benefit is just getting people off their phones and uh, into nature and we'd heard about this kind of tiny house movement in other countries so there's a very well-established ecosystem in Australia and the US, and just thought that would be a fantastic vessel to do something. So, so the basic concept is we put cabins um, an hour from City Life, which is very similar to the, the, the international companies, but then when people arrive, they literally padlock their phones in a box. We wow. give them a map and a Nokia and leave them to it for three nights. So, so that's the concept, and very luckily we got started on this, well, weirdly luckily uh, just before the the pandemic hit which might not sound lucky but it meant that we were actually building it during the first lockdown and managed to launch just as that was lifting in July of last year so we launched our first cabin and you know for many reasons I had a kind of uh, got very lucky had a fantastic response so got a ton of you know free PR off the back of that which is great it's obviously topical now that everyone's spending all day on on zoom so so yeah we're kind of fully booked through the winter and really spent the last six months kind of figuring out the the formula so it sounds very straightforward just putting cabins in the countryside but there's lots of um lots of things to figure out to to make that happen So, so now we've kind of got that cracked hopefully and it's really about scaling up so we're installing our second and third cabins uh, right now as you, you say you've seen the pictures on linkedin and then another one coming uh, in may so it's so a really kind of um full speed ahead from here but it's been been a blast so
0: far yeah it's it's very exciting too to you know just kind of hear about the evolution of it as well and it sounds like it, it was a very intentional decision to to build the cabins out in nature and i think especially in the digital wellness space there's a lot of talks around the benefits that come with immersing yourself in in nature and so i'm wondering if you could speak to that a little bit why do you believe nature is so important for us in discovering more about ourselves
1: yeah for sure well it's it's really about you know like that that's what we're built for you know like we we're, we're built to live in nature it's not so much what nature does, but it's like what living in cities does for us. And I, I mean, I guess the insight there is that we are just in this constant state of, you know, overstimulation. Like there were some really interesting studies done recently about like native tribes living uh, in the world today, because obviously they still live the hunter-gatherer lifestyle. And they're happy, you know, they're, they're probably the happiest people on earth right now. because They don't have this kind of ongoing anxiety. You know, they're not up at night worrying about their marketing presentation the next day or whatever it might be and that's it like we're not you know so actually the kind of modern day society has uh, you know really brought issues with it you know it's brought this kind of mental health epidemic and so what getting into nature does is it really gives our mind a chance to calm down you know it gives us a chance to kind of de-stimulate and that's really why we have taken such a hard line with the digital detox as well because you know every time we check our phone it's just a reminder you know we're not we're not built to communicate with seven billion other people right we're built to, to live in little tribes of 150 people so, so when you've got you know work emails pinging in and scrolling through social media and you know seeing seeing all these people then it, it's overwhelming you know and I, I feel if I go on I'm off social media apart from LinkedIn, which I see as a, a necessary evil, but um, if I scroll through the newsfeed, like I'll feel a bit, a little bit anxious, you know, just a bit more anxious than, than I was, and and that's it. So it's really about stripping back the noise, and you know, in in nature, we're in our natural habitat, so so there there is some you know deep biological um, systems at play there. Why it's so soothing to us?
0: Yeah, I'd absolutely agree with you on that, and. I think even just with myself in, you know, kind of this this journey as I grow and evolve as a person, I am becoming more and more aware that a simplified life is much more fulfilling. And I think it could be so easy to get caught up in the complexities of life, especially being in a city where there's so many different things going on, so many different projects and jobs and opportunities, you feel like you have to be involved in everything. But what I'm coming to discover, and I think it's very much in line with your work, is that when we simplify things and really work on simplifying things more and more with each day, I think that a lot of uh, happiness and fulfillment could be found in that.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think that you said it there. I think happiness is is the key word because at the end of the day, you know, if, if we like to admit it or not, that's that's what we're all seeking, and you know, happiness really comes from taking stuff away, not from adding. You know, we we think that happiness is you know getting up the next step in the the job ladder or you know reaching a certain income or whatever it is. So it's just like add add add, you know, going on holiday, all these things. When really happiness is, I, I believe, is just found detracting the things that, that bring unhappiness. Right, like all of all of unhappiness is. Um, you know, might be jealousy of people around us or kind of, uh, you know, resentment at some, some milestone we haven't yet achieved in our life. And, and the more of that you can strip back and let go. And I, I think that really comes from, uh, you know, a simpler way of living, as, as you mentioned, then, uh, then yeah, I, I do believe that we all kind of have happiness in there. And it's, it's all this extra crap that, that gets in the way.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's amazing how how quickly things can pile on whether it's like material physical things or a lot of the different things that happen in the online space and so it's it's great that you have now created these cabins that that can be an escape from the hustle and bustle of everyday life. And with that said, I'm wondering if you could share with our listeners Your process for going about building these cabins how (laughs) how have you figured out the the design of them the the layout because i assume that they're designed in a very intentional way so i'm wondering if you could share your your process for creating the the physical cabins for this reason
1: yeah for sure for sure so it's really been again not not trying to invent the wheels that there are lots of beautiful cabins out there and i think one of the key insights so far is that actually it's diminishing returns with the design of the cabin so you see these kind of you know stunning crazy designs on pinterest or something out in scandinavia you know you're never going to win that game so some one really good bit of feedback we had from one of our guests was uh, it's like camping but not shit. and i think that that's it really it's, like, <laughs> it's just about getting people into nature and yeah. and uh, and giving them the basics so i mean f- full transparency like we, we borrowed a lot from, from what's already out there and working. Like, you know, Getaway is a fantastic startup out in the US. I went to stay with them while I was, um, while I was kind of uh, figuring out how to approach that. There's another one in, in Belgium called Slow Cavern. So it was like just going and staying with a few different cabin companies. And like, you know, there, there's so many out there. And it was really just about getting something launched. And then it's all about customer feedback, right? So we like got the first cabin up, you know, borrowing a lot from, from these other cabin companies um, and then just speaking to people who can stay and figuring out what they actually need because one of the things we were really worried about is like will people get bored you know do we need to do all the bells and whistles and like actually you know people keep it very simple like they come and they literally you know they read they cook they walk they uh you know talk and um and so really it's just doing those kind of three or four things well right it's like having a really nice place to sit having a nice kind of cozy fire area in the winter you know, having a nice cooking area. So we, we we took the learnings from that first cabin and now kind of changed a few things with the second one just so we can really emphasize those key use cases. Um but it's uh yeah, it's an it's an ongoing evolution, but you know, so much of the product is really just getting people out into nature and uh yeah, just just giving them the, the, the basics. So it's yeah, it's been very rewarding.
0: Yeah. I, I love how you mentioned uh the, the camping element to it because I think the design of the cabins goes back to a bit of what we are talking about with regards to simplification and making it not not too complex not overly you know too much it really is this this simplified but because it's this simplified habitat it you know provides more space for those things that that really matter and that, that's, I think, one of the best things about camping is that it allows you to be in nature and just enjoy company with with the people that you're spending that time with. And I know specifically for Unplugged, obviously, you know, it's within the digital wellness space. It's really talking about, OK, how can we spend some time away from our phones And I know that that part of your organization is very intentional with taking away phones, too, and locking them away, which I think for a lot of people could be very scary, especially for people who are on their phones all the time, maybe people who aren't exposed to digital wellness and mindful tech use on a regular basis. So what has that process been like? How have people been <laughs> responding to having their phones taken away and locked away for a couple days? Uh what what has that been like? Yeah,
1: man, that's that's been super interesting. And that was the bit about the business that felt really risky at first, right? Because a lot of people like that's a that's a stupid idea, you know, that you can't actually lock people's phones away. So it, it's really been about mm-hmm. kind of figuring out how to cuz We thought it would just be, you know, you leave a lockbox there and, you know, that's fine. People lock their phones away. But what we've learned is you actually need to, like, kind of tick all the boxes to allow people to do that. So for the first month, people saw um, a cabin on Instagram, they booked, they came to stay and we we were literally checking people in ourselves and we tried to lock away their phones and they were like, what are you doing? No way. (laughs) And so, so what we realized is that actually, you know, it's kind of won or lost before they even get there and you kind of need to have communicated clearly to people that that's how the process works and kind of put their mind at ease around that, but before they even come. Because, you know, again, it's been such a a great value add to to the whole experience and, you know, really does take it to another level. But it's really been how, how can we, make people comfortable with it right like how how do you give people the tools to do it because the other big thing is like we use our phones for everything nowadays you know for like navigation for you know alarms for telling the time even and and so it's really about you know making sure that people have everything they need so that they don't need their phones so so kind of once we've got all of that in place uh you know we, we kind of cracked that in uh, about about the second month and now you know everyone who comes uh, locks away their phones which is which is just so great and you know it's such a such a surprise in many ways because it did you know even we thought it was pretty stupid before we <laughs> launched but um but, but we kind of got there now so yeah just really excited to kind of see where we can take that as well because um the other thing is the other pushback we get a lot is like yeah but you know digital detoxes don't work they you can't change your habits in three days but, but that's like that's not what the that's not kind of the point or, or the benefit so rather than changing the habit what this does is it changes people's perceptions so it kind of actually gets them thinking about this right like you kind of you of only realize just how dependent you are on your phone after you've spent three days off it and you know so, some really great feedback we have from guests as they come and, and say things like you know oh it was kind of cool to realize that the world doesn't end when you go offline for three days and i think a lot of a lot of people feel like that especially we get a lot of kind of um you know startup founders etc coming and you know obviously they they feel they always need to be online in case something goes wrong and so it's, it's really amazing to uh see them kind of you know disconnecting many many of them for the for the first time ever right that you're for some people they haven't spent three days off their phone in the last you know 10-15 years so um It is really great to watch that journey. And, you know, we've had a lot of guests who have gone away afterwards and they've kind of got in touch to say, Oh, we're now doing, you know, this was when we weren't under lockdown, but we're now doing one night a week where we'll just leave our phones at home and and go to a restaurant. So it's even, even just, you know, saying on our, on our website that we do that really sparks the conversation. Right. And I think that is a huge part of it because it's such an unsolved problem in society. And the problem is that it's a very hard space to monetize because no one makes money when you're off your phone. They make money when you're on your phone and they could advertise to you. So yeah, as man. a result, we really don't see much innovation in the space. And so, so, so yeah, I'm really excited about what we, what we can do and, and kind of where we can take this.
0: Yeah, I, I really love what you're talking about uh, regarding changing people's perception Because I think that's the starting point is is figuring out, okay, how can we get people to think about their relationship to their phones, their relationship to technology. It's it's a big reason why I started this podcast and why I kind of explore that through, you know, my work as an actor and different projects that I create is like, you know, it's it's to bring awareness to people that like this is a real issue. And I could definitely see if people are spending time in cabins, in nature, with each other and without their phones, that that could, they'll they'll walk away from that experience, really, like it will be unlike any other experience because those phones are always present nowadays. It's a big reason to kind of go back to camping, why uh, I haven't been camping recently? I re- I'm really overdue to go <laughs> to, to go camping again. But I used to go every year with you know a, a pretty sizable group of friends, and one of, one of my favorite things about it was that there was no cell phone signal like where we went. You, you, people couldn't really be on their phones, and it was such a great opportunity to just engage with people and with friends on a on a deeper level. And so I imagine when people go on these unplugged experiences and stay at one of your cabins that they really do walk away with a a deep perspective on how much time they usually spend on their phones
1: yeah for sure man i mean it's 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 really like the uh i can't remember the the blue or the red pill in the matrix Mm -hmm. but whichever one makes you kind of see the world more more clearly but like you know because you really like i really didn't Appreciate just how addicted I was to my phone before I, you know, did the retreat and kind of got into this, and um and and then you realise just just how uh kind of all consuming it is, and you know like we are just a lot less present with each other. You know, like you look around in in restaurants and you've got a table full of, of people on their phones and like there is a you know that there's a huge huge cost to society and i I do think it's it's very underappreciated but the good news is like you know it's it's very easy to reclaim you know we can just put our phones away and and go and you know go camping or 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 go stay in a cabin and um you know and and spend that time offline so it's not too late and you know I, i think the more i think you're doing some, some wonderful work with the podcast but just the more it gets into the conversation like the more people will start to reflect and be like oh shit you know i, I have studied quite a lot of time and, and, and yeah i mean because the you know the trend is very much towards more connected you know like these companies like you know, netflix facebook it's really interesting the Netflix documentary social dilemmas. Interesting, they didn't have any uh, Netflix executives on there, man. Because <laughs> you, know, you look around, you look around on the tube, and you know everyone's watching Netflix, and yeah. th- those yeah. are only getting more addictive. And you know that th- that trends in one direction. And um, I don't know if you've seen the Pixar film Wall-E, where uh, it's like about the space robot and all the humans in that are like massively overweight in wheelchairs, like <laughs> yeah, looking yeah. looking into screens, and like that's the trend, you know. Yeah. And we're heading that way, and it's, you know, this is really an effort to to, to to kind of move in another direction, right? Because I think they say the, the best way to predict the future is to, to build it. And you know, the, the more people doing stuff in the space, it really helps us move more towards this, this kind of simpler way of living. So um, yeah, I'm very optimistic about about where we're going as a as a species. I know it's looking bad at the moment, but I have no doubt that, <laughs> that we'll figure it out. And um, yeah, exciting, exciting times ahead.
0: Yeah, I'm hopeful that through the pandemic, because people have been spending so much time online, that as things start getting better, my hope is that people are even more receptive to these type of experiences of really being fully engaged when they're with somebody else and not physically with someone, but not, you know, mentally or emotionally there. That, that's my hope, but I guess we'll kind of have to see how things evolve over time.
1: Yeah, for sure, I, I do agree. I, I do think a lot of good will come of the pandemic. I mean, you know, there's obviously been a terrible amount of you know suffering and fallout from it, but there is this silver lining that it has for the first time you know just been a chance a complete leveler where everyone has has stopped and you know we've all had this chance to kind of reflect not just individually but also as a society and um you know we we've kind of seen what happens you know when we do slow down and you know the the world doesn't end so th- there's, there was some amazing uh, amazing kind of pictures at the start of the pandemic of like uh, a village in india that could see the himalayas for the first time in 40 years and that kind of thing as, as the pollution wow. was clearing so like th- there is just this this real opportunity um off the back of this to you know just be more deliberate about about the kind of future we're building um so so yeah i, I think you know definitely a kind of glass half full kind of guy but i i really feel that lots of good will come of this
0: yeah yeah well, Hector, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to join us on the Relate podcast today, not only for taking the time, but I really appreciate the work that you're doing with Unplugged. I To go back on what you were saying before, I think that the digital wellness space is is a very difficult space to monetize for the reasons exactly with what you were saying. And I think while there are a lot of great people within the digital wellness space doing great work we're all kind of trying to find our way and figure out an, an effective way to get to get this information across to the general public. And I think what you're doing with Unplugged is really tapping into this innate human need to connect and to connect with fellow human beings, to connect in nature, and to spend time away from this overstimulation that is always knocking at our doors. So, so thank you so much for all that you do
1: no for sure man likewise that that was a much uh, much more succinct explanation of the business than uh, the mine so i'll I'll definitely be using (laughs) that in the future but but yeah man i mean thank you so much for having me on here and you know big big fan of everything you're doing with the podcast and i'm also really excited to to see some of your acting projects coming uh coming soon and hopefully i can get over to the u.s to to see one in person one day yeah yeah, keep up the great work and, and thank you so much for having me
0: where can our listeners find out more information about you and unplugged and all the work that you're doing?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I'm, uh, have a, I a much of a social presence nowadays, but, but unplugged we've got, um, we're on Instagram with, uh, unplugged.rest, um, or the website is, is also unplugged.rest. And then I also write a, uh, weekly newsletter about it, which is unplugging.substack.com. So a little bit of a mouthful. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll come and say hi on, on LinkedIn, but we'd love to hear from, from anyone uh, interested in the space.
0: Awesome. Well, make sure to include links to those resources in our show notes. So all our listeners have to do is scroll down, click those resources, <laughs> and they'll be uh, you know able to check out all the great work that you're doing. Hector, I have one last question for you before we part ways today. How can we as a society better relate to one another?
1: It's a great question uh, it's well, you know, spend, spending time offline. I, I really think it's it's that put, put away the devices and uh, run out of cabin. cabin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we have all the tools, we all know how to do it, but yeah. So it's, it's just that kind of real world connection and, you know, it doesn't have to be a cabin. It can be as simple as, you know, you and your partner just both putting your phones in a drawer for the evening, but, um, but that's it. Yeah. Just, just give the tech a break every now and again.
0: Awesome. Hector, thank you so much again. Cheers, man. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Relate. You can let me know your thoughts on this episode by going to Apple Podcasts and leaving me a review. Or if you have the Anchor app, feel free to call in and leave a voicemail. I would love to hear from you. You can support this podcast by clicking the link in the show notes. Thank you so much again for tuning in, and I'll catch you all in the next episode.